welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll & Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Kate Growley, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. There have been several notable developments over the past couple weeks. At the very top of that list is a DFARS interim rule titled Assessing Contractor Implementation of Cybersecurity Requirements. We're going to be focused on that during today's podcast, and my partner, Kate Growley, is the perfect person to help our listeners better understand the rule. So, Kate, can you start by briefly summarizing that rule and what it says? Sure, Peter, and thanks for having me on today. The interim rule amends the DFARS by introducing one new solicitation provision and two new contract clauses, and together they implement two specific DOD cyber initiatives. The first is a mouthful. It's called the National Institute of Standards and Technology Special Publication 800-171 DOD Assessment Methodology, or what we'll simply call the DOD Assessment. It creates a standard method for assessing how thoroughly contractors have implemented the cyber controls that are already required by the pre-existing DFARS safeguarding clause at 252.204-7012. Now, with the interim rule, contractors will be required to complete at least a basic, kind of self-administered version of the DOD assessment prior to contract award, so it becomes a condition for work. And then after award, contractors will also have to allow the government to conduct a more thorough, potentially on-site assessment to further confirm a contractor's cyber compliance. So in essence, this is formalizing the DCMA DIBCAC assessments that have voluntarily been going on since the last year. And for those wanting to read the exact requirements, the new DOD assessment provisions can be found at 252.204-7019 and 7020. The second initiative, though, that relates to the much-anticipated and much-discussed cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC. And here, the interim rule reflects much of what we expected. The CMMC is a DOD certification program that includes five levels of cybersecurity, from basic to extremely sophisticated, and an independent third party will assess and then issue those certificates. The overall idea is that different contracts will begin to require different certification levels, again, as a condition to do the work. And that provision can be found at 252.204-7021. So all in all, the interim rule is looking to implement two new cyber conditions that need to be met before getting awarded new work, all with the idea that the DOD needs some more confidence that contractors are meeting their contractual cyber requirements. Kate, if the interim rule becomes effective as written, as I think we expect it will, who within the DOD supply chain does this impact, and when will that impact be experienced? So the DOD assessment process, that's going to impact all DOD contractors that handle what's called covered defense information, often abbreviated as CDI, and sometimes confusingly also referred to as controlled unclassified information, or CUI. And this is also going to affect contracts for commercial items, but not COPs. Now, one other important thing to note is that the DOD assessment process will apply equally to subcontractors. Under this interim rule, primes and higher tier subs will not be permitted to award subcontracts without first confirming 
that the sub has done a DOD assessment. And here, the date that contractors are going to want to circle is November 30th of this year. That's when the interim rule and the assessment process will go into effect. So if you're eyeing new opportunities for later in the year or next, you will absolutely need to have done at least a basic self-assessment and submitted it to the DOD. Otherwise, you won't be eligible for awards. Now, the CMMC, on the other hand, that's going to be phased in over the next five years. And here there are a few key dates we want to keep in mind. Again, the rule doesn't go into effect until November 30th. So between then and September 30th in 2025, CMMC requirements will begin appearing in a select group of solicitations and contracts. We're going to start with a handful of RFPs later this year, about 15 next year, and then continue to increase from there. All in all, the DOD estimates that about 130,000 contractors are going to need to get a CMMC certificate during this rollout phase. Then beginning on October 1st, 2025, CMMC requirements will appear in all DOD solicitations and contracts that are above the micro-purchase threshold, but here too, not COTS. And also similar to the DOD assessment, CMMC is going to be equally applicable to subs with primes and higher tier subs needing to confirm that their supply chain has the right CMMC certificate before awarding a subcontract. Perfect. Kate, so how does this fit into the pre-existing DFARS cyber clause? So it builds on it, but it doesn't replace the DFARS safeguarding clause. Again, this all goes back to verification. The safeguarding clause requires contractors to implement the cybersecurity controls listed in NIST 800-171. But that clause has no enforcement mechanism, save the False Claims Act. So these new clauses are designed to tack on that verification method. And with CMMC, it takes it one step farther and sometimes asks contractors to certify to more than what the safeguarding clause requires. Kate, one question that we're hearing a lot is, why was this issued as an interim rule? Can you talk a little bit about that? And what's the significance of this being issued as an interim rule? Yeah, so it's interesting. The decision to issue this as an interim rule surprised many in industry. Initially, the DOD had indicated that it was going to release this as a proposed rule and then allow for a public hearing and public comment. But the pandemic, as with so many other things, threw that whole process for a loop and created unexpected delays. And it put the government in a position where it ultimately concluded that the risk that contractors weren't meeting their cyber obligations, it created national security concerns that really couldn't wait any longer to be addressed. But despite this push, the rule does provide an opportunity for interested stakeholders to comment up until that November 30th effective date. And it's still important to express industry concerns. Some will remember that the DFAR safeguarding clause was revised under an interim rule for the same national security reasons, and in large part because of subsequent industry feedback, the current version of that clause looks quite a bit different today. So what should contractors be doing right now to prepare for these new requirements? It, of course, all depends on what you've been doing already from a cyber perspective, but at the very least, contractors who handle CDI should ensure that they're prepared to conduct and submit a self-assessment. That means that they'll need to know how you have or are going to implement all of those cyber controls in 800-171. And then looking farther ahead, all DOD contractors should begin preparing for CMMC assessments. And importantly, those won't give any leeway for cyber controls that are merely planned to be implemented. 
So if you have gaps, you'll want to start closing those right away. Kate, that's super helpful and really, really appreciate you joining us today. For anyone that's looking for more detail on the topic, Kroll will be hosting an hour-long webinar focused on this topic on October 14th. Kate will be speaking there, and CLE credit will be available at the webinar. And with that, we will close out for this edition. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Kate can be reached at 202-624-2698. Thanks for joining us. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. podcast.